Hello, and welcome to today's edition of Chapter by Chapter. I am your host, Will Cowan, and with me, like always, is Mr. Steve Haynes. Steve, how are you doing today? You know, well, I'm like a warm loaf of bread. <laughs> Bacon. Beside a big old wheel of cheese. Oh, just waiting to be nipple. Oh, on. just waiting for it, aren't you? I, uh, I'm with you. I feel the exact same way. I'm, I'm ready for today's chapter, chapter nineteen. Yeah, today, uh, chapter nineteen. Uh, this one titled "Shadows Waiting." Um, this is this is a weird. This is a great chapter to kind of like. This is a good breather chapter, but there's a lot of like tension building. This is probably the scariest chapter yet, believe it or not. And this is not a, not really like a a horror story for, uh, by any stretch of the imagination, but like, it's, it's a spooky one. This is definitely some of the major spook factors. Yeah, this is major spook factors. So let's get into it. We're coming off of, uh, them just coming over the hill in chapter 18, looking over, uh, looking over the hill and they're seeing, uh, Shadar Logoth. Um, and other, and, and, and its real name is actually, uh, Ard Hall. Yeah. And so Ard, so Moraine mentions that Ard Hall was, uh, a city where one of the greatest cities. Yeah. It was a city that was, um, that was allied with Manethrin during the Trolloc Wars. And she mentions that, like, I, th- I can't remember if it says is in this chapter, but she mentions that Ard Hall is during the Trolloc Wars was this thorn in Dark One's foot. And the reason why they're going there is because they know that the Trollocs won't go looking for them in there. Now it's not revealed. Trollocs won't yeah, go Trollocs in won't there. go in there. Now it's not revealed what why the Trollocs won't go in there. But it's kind of just le- left at that like we're gonna be safe here. So they enter uh Arad Hall. And uh if you remember from the last chapter, Steve, this city is huge it is like yes. they're like it is it is massive like they thought that uh Bearlon, what was that yeah Bearlon. they you th- they thought they thought that Bearlon ran thought that Bearlon was a big city then he saw this city and he's like i'm a i'm a jackass yeah. for thinking that Bearlon was a big yeah. city and arid hall because this is nuts is a big city with nobody in it it's dead yeah so so arid hall is a dead city it's 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 it's, it's a it's like a post-apocalyptic hellscape essentially it but i was kind of thinking about this when when i was reading this chapter which was um do you do you have that memory when you were a kid i guess this question is probably better suited for when they entered Barrelon, but i just wanted i just thought of the question now do you have that memory of being a kid and going into like that city moment like when you see like the scope of a city uh oh yeah, yeah, yeah you yeah. remember that yeah definitely. So, and you're just like, holy yeah, shit. Yeah, exactly. I never had that as a kid, but I've talked to a few people. You're from a smaller town. So, like, coming into Toronto, I bet, was like, whoa. Yeah, when I was yeah, young. Yeah, and I never had that. But these guys must be, must be like, at the same point where you're just like, fuck, this is just, it. Th- this place has an Orange Julius everywhere. There's an Orange Julius on every, every Starbucks, yeah. on every corner. On every corner. And they're stoked. <clears throat> but so... So since it's so now that it's the the destroyed fallen spooky version, it's now known as Shadar Shadar Logoth. Shadar, uh, is it Logoth or Logoth? 
Logoth. Logoth. Uh, just because it's spooky. spooky. Do, do you think do, when you become spooky, do you want a spooky name? Do you want to work on a spooky name? Oh, yeah. <laughs> like Shadow <laughs> or Dark Cloud. Um, so this leads us into uh, them finding that another thing that Rand mentions is that he's just looking at the si- like the size of the buildings and how every building has a dome on it. Like, yeah, I pictured it like um, in the Phantom Menace. Yeah, it's like Naboo. You know, on Naboo. Yeah, yeah. that's yeah. What, it's like it's an it's Naboo like mixed in with Dark Souls. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> spooky Naboo. So they're on Spooky Naboo. They're walking. <laughs> they're on Spooky Naboo. They're walking around. Rand's losing his shit over how big everything is and how cool everything yeah. is. Yeah, and then they get to a do they get to uh. A building. Like a, it's like a crystal. It's like the whitest building that they found there. It's like the, I, I, I don't know if like it's white, white, like yeah, white stone. It's like, uh, yeah, yeah, it's white, white stone. stone. I don't know if that was because it's the stone that's using it or the, the stone that they used, or if it's just a cleaner building. Like I don't know if it's just like, oh, this one just magically just stays less dirty. I took it as like white stone. Really? Okay. So they enter, uh. So they enter this building. That's where they're going to camp out. I think it was Lamb that goes like, we're going to camp out here tonight. And uh, right at this moment, this is where you kind of see a divide in the group in a, in a, in a way. You kind of see it like throughout the chapter. Well, Lan also starts calling them farm boys. Yeah. Well, when they get, when they get into the. Uh, Which I mean, they are. Yeah, exactly. But nobody wants to be called a farm boy when you've just been in battle. <laughs> It's like fuck you. You're you're battle farm boy. <laughs> That's my rap name. Um, mm-hmm. They get into the uh, they get into this building and Nynaeve, Lan, and Moraine kind of all oh my Nynaeve, Lan, Moraine, and Egwene all just kind of like split off into their own group to kind of deal with Moraine because Moraine is actually very tired at this point and I think uh, Nynaeve is trying to treat her and her fatigue. For, uh, using those fucking herbs, baby. Remember when we said that yeah. uh, Nynaeve was more of like uh, an alchemist type? A herbalist? Yeah, a herbalist. She's the healer. She's the healer of this. This, Yeah, this is where she where she shows uh, shows off her skills. She busts out a little a little foxtail and a, and, a, and a little what was the other one? Marison? I don't know. It's, it's weed. <laughs> I wrote the names out of these things. Um, and that uh, these are like these are you know these are your these are your opiates guys. Yeah. Oh yeah. This is uh this is the good stuff. They mentioned that it'll it'll help them sleep, but they will they might be a little groggy, but not too groggy. But yeah, you know, it'll it'll help you sleep through the pain and regain your energy. Exactly. So that group kind of sp- uh, splits from the other group, and Lan says to the other group, which includes Matt, Perrin, Rand, and Tom, and says. Uh, take the horses in or like you take care of the horses or whatever but it's very dismissive like well he calls them farm boys he's like get the farm boys to take the horses exactly so and commands them rand i think the boys themselves don't take any offense to this but rand looks at uh tom and he sees like he, he tom is like what the fuck like how dare you compare me to me to this swine yeah. <laughs> tom's like i'm not a fucking farm boy i'm a gleeman let me sing you a song. How about not a farm boy? I am loved and respected across this entire land, and you are treating me with the utmost disrespect. So they bring into the uh, bring in the horses, 
And uh, this is where <laughs> we got to do another uh, addendum. We did it again, folks. <laughs> we did it again. We did it again. Hey. There's a lot going on in these Look, parts. man, I get excited and parts blend in for me here and there. So it is what it is. However, uh, remember when we were talking about in the, uh, yesterday's episode where I was saying that Tom was telling Matt about the, his war cry, the, <clears throat> the, the thing that he yelled at before they got into the ba- big battle last time? Do you remember that? Yeah, and that he was like royal... Exactly. So that whole conversation that we spent like five minutes on last episode talking about that happens here. Happens here. So uh, see that episode. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, because we're not going to cover that anymore. For for the speed readers out there, yeah, uh, Matt's apparently connected to royalty, but it's not really uh, confirmed in a way. But judging by his, judging by I don't know, judging by things that are starting to happen, maybe maybe probably, probably because anytime when they say like, hey, it probably isn't, it probably yes. Yeah. So, uh, so Rand actually has like a thought at that moment where I don't know if he took it as like kind of like jealousy, but uh, he, I think there's a little like sentence or something like that where Rand is kind of like looks at Matt and he just feels a little angry. He feels a little angry that he he has that history and i think it's kind of comparing to the fact that Rand doesn't even know his own history you know that's got to be what it is yeah because he's still he's finding things out all the time being told that things are important that he's not important that they are and that this is true and this isn't having crazy dreams he's wants answers yeah so after this after Rand's kind of having this kind of like moment of self-reflection uh matt gets uh some itchy feet He's like, boys, we've been through some hell. We've we deserve some treasure hunting. Some treasure hunting. I love that. <laughs> I love that. Like, it kind of makes you think that. Well, it, it reinforces the fact that these are kids, you know, like or just yeah. like very young people. Because like, like the guys, mo- have you noticed that there's nobody in the city? Like no one. Treasure. But you know what there definitely is. There's treasure. treasure. <laughs> There's definitely well, a lot it. of treasure. <laughs> you know what abandoned cities mean? Treasure. And uh, Matt kind of does his, he does his like Matt charm, you know, where he's like, come on, come on, guys. It'll be fun. It'll be fun. You know, and that's yeah, kind of like. Yeah, he talks them all into it. Yeah, he talks them all into it. And that's kind of like Nynaeve makes that point uh a couple of times throughout uh throughout the story so far or a couple of people do where matt is kind of like he's the troublemaker he's the one that just kind of like brings everybody down to his level which is great you need somebody like that in your party yeah so basically he's like look at all these big crazy naboo towers yeah let's climb on it let's get in there let's go to the top let's and go then out of nowhere there's a voice that's like the towers are not safe yeah, it's like a weird... I wouldn't do that if I was you. <laughs> These aren't the droids you're looking for. Um, yeah, a spooky, spooky voice out of the corner while they're just kind of like looking around uh, treasure hunting. I think they they leave Tom behind. They're out in a different place by this point. Tom is still Tom, at, like it... when to go smoke cigarettes like a while ago. He's just like, <laughs> I'm just going going to smoke. That totally is what he's doing. He's just like he's just sitting somewhere real sad, just 
the hack and die. No, it actually is. I'm pretty sure they mentioned at one point that he went. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. I didn't catch that because that's amazing. I would have, I would have laughed out loud if that was. Uh, oh, you know what? Actually, now it's cl- clicking, and I do remember this. The line is like, "I'm gonna go have a smoke." <laughs> yeah, that's the line. All right, I'm gonna go have a smoke now. <laughs> so we can assume he's still doing that. Yeah, he's still smoking. Um, so uh, they're all by themselves, and they hear that voice, and they turn around, and this guy, he's 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 a spooky looking guy. Like he's got a. a black robe and a hood um he's kind of like a the the description i think i remember is like he's skinny but well fed which is uh which is just skinny yeah it's just skinny so this guy comes out i feel like he looks like vincent price in a big black hood but you know he can look like whatever you really want to look like or he can look like how he's described yeah. regardless of that matthew mcconaughey his name like, is more bad guys yeah. Exactly. Well, he he says his name like I am Mordeth and there's a Mordeth. Little, and he twists his a, little pencil mustache. And there's this little like tag line, there's this little tag sentence at the end of it uh, where he goes like I am Mordeth and then Robin Jordan writes this little line that's fantastic where he goes like he says this as if he was expecting them to know who he was and then he paused for a couple of seconds. Until he realized they didn't know who he was, and he looked pretty upset about that. Yeah, <laughs> amazing. <laughs> He's probably been like waiting years to go do this entrance that, like, where he sneaks up on somebody and goes like, "I am more." I wouldn't do that if I was you. Yeah, <laughs> and everybody's like, "Who the hell are you?" And he was like, "Oh man." Anyways, so he goes uh, on to tell them that he himself is a treasure hunter. Yeah, well, like, uh. He's like asking them who they are and they're asking him who he is. And he's like, I'm also a treasure hunter and you guys are from, or uh, they say that they're from, uh, I can't remember. They're from somewhere else. They're, they're, they're there for different reasons. Um, but they don't really say too much because they, cause Matt's like, let's go with him. He says that there's treasure here. That's what Mordeth said. He's like, I know where there's treasure around here. Well, he's like, I've got, he's like, I've got treasure. And I need help carrying it. Right, 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 right. Doesn't sound that doesn't sound like a trap. <laughs> yeah, I've ever I'm, heard one. Yeah, I mean, the last time I heard somebody, I'm I'm not even going to use that. <laughs> yeah, don't even go there. <laughs> so uh, he's like, "Come with me, come with me, and help me with my treasure." And they follow him, and they he takes them on this kind of like weird goose chase of a path. Like it's is he there they're going up buildings and down buildings and going in and around and down and down and then they go to this stairway that kind of like twists downward into like a basement or something like that and as they keep going down it gets darker and darker and darker until it is pitch black and i think every single one of them is kind of like i don't think we should be doing this right now but matt yep. is just persisting he's like let's just keep going let's keep going let's gotta keep get going. that treasure guys treasure he's got treasure fever i guess his name is more death <laughs> He knows where treasure is. <laughs> oh, that's good. Um, they finally go down to this deep, dark hole, basement thing, uh, somewhere in the city. And there's like, does Mordeth like kind of like light a fire or something like that, or they, or they just like come into a place where there is fire and light? Because w- when it's illuminated, when the room that they're in uh, lightens up, there's just piles of treasure mordeth wasn't lying he was not lying turns out 
Treasure Johnson. on Treasure on Treasure. Treasure on Treasure. And uh, Matt does that um, Scrooge McDuck thing where he dives in it. <laughs> like all the Oh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, you got to. How you only get if you very little opportunity in life to do that, and you got to take it. So uh, while he's swimming around, uh, Matt's like, uh, I think they're all just kind of talking, like, okay, we'll help you take all this treasure up. And then I think it's Rand or Perrin. Somebody mentions like, I wonder what the others are gonna think about this. Yeah, and he says, who others? Yeah, Mordith is like, wait, what do you mean? Huh? What? Who darned it? You didn't say that there were others around you. Something like that. And, uh, <clears throat> but Matt's like, yeah. And he's like, there's a bunch of us. And he lists everyone. And he's like, yeah, this is, this is, our, this is our party. Yeah, and, the, we're on our, and we're on our way to Tarvalon. And something about Tarvalon, like, sets him off. Like, sets Mordoth, Mordoth off. He just, like, how, super pissed. how dare you say that around me? So I don't think he's a big fan of Aes Sedai. Anyways. Uh, that's when Rand notices that Mordeth doesn't have a shadow. Everybody else has a shadow except Mordeth. And when he it's too looks, spooky. it's spooky. Uh, when that happens, he kind of like points it out, and then Mordeth turns into this giant smoke monster beast. He just Balloon like thing. Yeah, he just like blows up into the, into this giant mass, and kind yeah. of takes over the entire room and that's where like rand and perrin start like slashing at at him or like whatever they could see of him or just to try to protect themselves and then matt while he's swimming around he finds a ruby dagger and he snatches it he's like mine yeah Which- and so the ruby dagger is interesting of note because that was one of the things we saw <clears throat> a few chapters ago in the prophecy that min saw right one of matt's yeah. eyes was a ruby dagger Exactly. Yeah. Um, I think it was the same, the same prophecy where like Lan had uh, seven towers crumbled around his head and like all this other crazy stuff. But There's a bunch of is... them. And, and this being the first, well, I think this is the first one that's popped up. First one that we've caught at least. Uh, actually, there's another one that uh, I missed actually, because when, before, before we were recording this show, I did like a quick look at it. And uh, part of that prophecy was, like Min saw a red eagle, part of Matt's prophecy. Mm. And as, as we know of what the Manetherin uh, war cry was, it's about the red eagle, the red sun, you know, like it's, it's connected to that. So I think there's obviously now it's confirmed that he's connected to the, something's, the royalty. Something's happening. Something's shaping up here. So, something's shaping up here. Anyways, uh, as they're slashing, hacking, and Matt's stealing, they bail. They yeah, hightail it out of there and they're screaming their heads off. They're, they just turn into like children again and they run their asses out of that building. And uh, get they come out of the building and they go into they go right into the middle of the street. Screaming and yelling. Uh, I think they kind of like get themselves together once they're on, in the street here. Or do they just keep or maybe do they just keep running all the way back to. They keep running until they get back to the stone building. Right. Uh, But while they're on their way back, Rand is like looking at the buildings and he's like seeing, he's like, I don't know if he's seeing or is he more feeling like different eyes. Like feeling. I think he's feeling. Yeah. Like something watching him. So it's not just Mordeth out there 
there's other shadow there's creatures. Other shadowy shadows afoot. Or or maybe it's like uh Mordith multiplied. He's a, he just turned into a balloon. I don't know what else he's capable of. Maybe it's little like versions of himself plopped around everywhere. Who knows? But they get back to the white building and everyone's back at the white building except for Lan. And they're like, yeah, Lan's out looking for you guys. And they're like, no! And they're like, what do you mean Lan's out looking for us? We're here looking for Lan. <laughs> but um, they start to explain what happened and and they tell Maureen, uh, you know, they tell everyone. But Maureen well, is there. They, and she doesn't like what she heard. Well, they, they say, they mention Mordeth. They mention his name. Yeah. And she's like what do you mean like how do you how do you know of mordith like how do you how do you how do you know that name how did you find out well there's this guy he said that there was treasure guess what there's not but his name is mordith and he's out there he's waiting for us yeah grabs Aran's hand and it's like did you take any of that shit y- yeah yeah and he says no but i don't think matt speaks up i think he keeps it well it's a sweet dagger and it was part of a prophecy Oh yeah, you gotta keep up. You gotta hold on to that. Um, after like when Moraine kind of like confronts them about this, and they're like, "We don't know who he is." And then Mor- Moraine goes on. She basically does another one of those uh, big tales that she goes on. She loves. She loves her storytelling. Yeah, it's basically just trying to instill more fear about sh- Shatter, Shatter Logoth, and the Trollocs, and the Dark Friends, and. Uh... Mere draws and the Death Eaters, you know. <laughs> it's, all, it's all the same, man. But the story that she tells kind of boils down to this. Mordeth was this guy that uh, came to Ard Hall to help the king that was there. And under his kind of like tutelage or kind of like leadership, he came, uh, Mordeth kind of came as like an advisor. But during that time, Ard Hall just kind of fell apart, you know. Uh, and it's Moraine is basically describing that Mordeth is more or less invo- more or less involved with the destruction of Ard Hall and the, and its becoming of Shadar Loga. Shadar Loga. And then she's what's great here is that she's like I'm not going to go into the history of it. And then she's like there's there's a there's like a 25 line chunk of dialogue where she's like I'm also not going to get into this part of the history and I'm also not going to get into this part of the history and she just lists this 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 this. It's like, God damn, she just wants to keep talking. It's extensive. Oh, yeah. Um, I think at that point, I think uh, Lan comes back. <clears throat> yeah. Like after he, he explained, she explains the story or during that during that time. Well, they're all and like it, wrapping up and going to sleep. And then Lan shows up and Ran right. gets up. To be right. like, what the fuck? What's going on, Lan? Yeah. And he's... uh. Everybody's everybody gets up now and Lan is like, I just looked around and we've got we've got company. There's a bunch there is a bunch of Trollocs being led by Mirdral heading di- heading directly for the for us right now. I don't know how they're able to get into uh Shadar Logoth. Oh, that's another thing I gotta get into. Maybe I'll I'll edit this back so it flows a little bit better. But Part of the reason why the Trollocs don't like Shadar, uh, the Arad Hall or Shadar Logoth Can't swim. is because, well, no. <laughs> right. uh, during that, during that, that time, <laughs> no, that's a good one. 
during that time where Mordeth was kind of in control of this place, the um, Trollocs camped here uh, during the Trolloc Wars, or after just after the Trolloc Wars, or something like that. And uh, there was a group of tro- Trollocs that just stayed there for the night, and then nobody found them ever again. They just disappeared off the face of the earth. They had some scouts. Trollocs had some scouts to go into that into Shadar Loga to check it out, see what happened to that squad, that group, that fist, whatever it was. Uh, and they just come across this horrible, bloody scene of just parts of these guys just spread fucking everywhere. Trolloc parts everywhere. Exactly. Um, and that's been kind of the reason why Trollocs have never gone back to Shadar Loga. They just, it's bad juju. They don't want to do it. They don't want to deal with that stuff. It's fair. Uh, so Land saying that these Trollocs are on their way. They, they all kind of like take a pause together and they're just like, okay, if they're afraid to come here and they're being forced to come after us and the Mirdral are being forced to come after us, like this is serious. And Lan is like the only, like they're so afraid right now that they're not going off a very designated path. Like they're just, they're going straight ahead. Yeah. Which, uh, which hightailing. Yeah. Which is, which means that like they're afraid. So they don't want to stray off the path. But he also says, like, if they weren't coming directly for us, I'd say we wouldn't have anything to worry about. They would be, they would have been able to pass us, and we've been fine. But they're coming straight for us, and we have to go. Um, so the plan is now is to get to the river. Can't remember what, which river it is. It is. I want get to through the right. river. Either make a raft, find a boat, get across that river because the trollocs and mirdral can't yeah. swim. And uh, I think they all kind of gear themselves up and they step out the door to face the shadow guys, the shadows and the Trollocs and just get the hell out of there. And that's where we end. That's the end of the, that's the end of this chapter. Woo. It's a very spooky one. Oh, like yeah. Uh, yeah. So that wraps up today. Uh, thank you all for listening. Uh, and we'll be always. back. We'll be, yeah, as always. And we'll be back tomorrow for chapter 20. 